That's awkward. <laughs> you want to read it together? That's my fault. I forgot to ask. Today's scripture reading is Matthew chapter 5, verse 5. And it says, Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. This is the word of the Lord. We almost feel like that was a competition. Right, to, uh, if you're joining us today, we, we want to welcome you. I want to let you know that we are going through the study of the Sermon on the Mount, the uh, sermon that Jesus preached uh, to those who gathered around him, mostly to his disciples, those who were following him. But as he was preaching, more and more people, I'm sure, gathered around to hear him talking. And so as we step into uh, the Sermon on the Mount, what we see is he starts with the Beatitudes, and that's where we're at. And he starts with the Beatitudes, and the first one is, um, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven, or the kingdom of God. And at the end one, it talks about persecution, and theirs is the kingdom. And that, that's what we call an inclusio. It puts what is happening in the in-between together, meaning it is all speaking about this kingdom of heaven, or this kingdom of God. And so as we go through each of the Beatitudes, what we're recognizing is that what Jesus is lining out is what it looks like to be a citizen of the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God. And there's two things that are important for us as we kind of dig into this. The first one is to know that this is not yet. Right? That there are things that we are being challenged to be as citizens within the kingdom that we fail miserably at. And perhaps I'm saying that again as a reminder because there's new faces, but also because I need that reminder, especially concerning this particular beatitude today about being meek. Because to me, that's a scary word, a word I don't actually like that much. And so it's good to remember that I'm not there yet, that it's not yet. However, it is also a reminder to us that it is that the kingdom of God is, and it is present here, and that in Christ, who lived this out perfectly for us while he was on this earth, has empowered us to live in what he has done. And so, in fact, when I am not meek, I am meek. When I am not poor in spirit, I am poor in spirit, because Christ's righteousness is put on me and put on you as well. And so it's good for us to step into this and know that I don't have to do this out of a sense of duty. That when I look at these things and say, well, I'll never be that, it's okay. We're not going through this just to tick the box and say, I've hit it. Because Christ has already accomplished it for us. However, in hearing them, it should cause us to move in a, in a direction of devotion. Saying, because Christ has done these things, I can't help but want to be poor in spirit, to mourn, to be meek. So let's go to meek. <laughs> when you think of the word meek, what picture do you conjure in your head? Do you think of Jesus that... Uh, picture that's been painted as he's there looking off kind of to the side as if he's a senior in high school or year 12 and he's getting his pictures made and he's kind of looking off and he looks so gentle and so easy and so sissy like or maybe you think of Jesus 
sitting with children gathering near him. And if you have ever parented a child or had a child anywhere near you, you know it doesn't take meekness for that. But somehow that picture shows him very kind and gentle and loving. I would dare say that most of us, when we hear the word meek, we think of weak. We think of somebody who can't get things done. We think of somebody who just sits off in the back. Somebody who would never push forward. And according to this promise, the meek will inherit the earth. Obviously, the meek and the weak will never inherit the earth. They just don't have enough power to get it done. So here Jesus again is reminding us that the kingdom of God is flipped upside down to the kingdom of this world. It's not just 180 degrees differently. It is completely and utterly other. That there is nothing in this world that even resembles what the kingdom of God is like. And the challenge for us is to accept it in resting love of what he has done. But what does meek mean? What does it look like? The interesting thing about a person who is meek is that they have to know who they are. Another translation will say humble. And so we think of that word humble. In order to be humble, you have to recognize that you have a place of power. You see, what we recognize in this is that God, by saying through Jesus that blessed are the meek, is he's saying you have agency, you have power. So where does that spring from? It springs from that each and every one of us were created and designed by God and that we are bearers of his image that in it, we are the ones who hold the image of God here on earth. That when we see one another, we see the image of God. And so we have agency. We have power. We recognize that we are in the image of God. Now, some of us step into that really well, and some of us run away from it. I'll be one that steps into it really well. I'll just confess right now. I'm one that says, hey, <laughs> I, I am good. I get things done. I am powerful, and it's because Jesus is with me, and he made me. And then sometimes I think to myself, well, it's just because I am who I am. Some of us don't step into that agency that God has given to us, the power that he has given to us by being an image bearer, because we're so fearful of who we are. We think there's no way that anyone could love us and that we are those who are downtrodden and there's, there's no way that I would ever have power to accomplish anything. We put it this way. There are those that have high self-esteem and those who have low self-esteem. Here's the problem with those. The person who is most focused on is self. But in order to be meek, we have to receive the gift of being created in God's image. 
And when we receive the gift of being created in God's image, then we recognize that we have a particularness about us. That God created us and made us, set forth our life before us. There are things that he has set forth for us to do, things that we are meant to enjoy and things that we're meant to cry over. There are places in our lives that will rub up against us and transform us and change us. And there are places in our life where we'll be able to dance. And all that is set forth by God who loved us and set forth for us this life that we live. And so I have particularness. He loves me. The corruption of the world is to take that idea of particularness, being created in the image of God, and shifting it. And it's a, it's a power grab. It's to say, I want what I want. See, here's the difference between meekness and what we tend to run to. We tend to think of ourselves as individuals, not about our particularness. In our particularness, we see it as a gift from God. But in, if we see ourselves as an individual only, then we elevate ourselves to the place of God. Where what we desire and what we want, the programs that we believe that are best, the, the politics that we think are right, the causes that we want to hold on to, the things that I want to buy, what I want to eat for breakfast, that's the most important thing. And in society today, we continue to see an elevation of the individual because their desire is to grab hold of their particularness. But they can't quite get there. So Jesus says, blessed are the meek. To be meek is to understand, I was made by God. But in being made by God, it's not to elevate myself. But it is to elevate God and to be in communion with those that are around me. That I am made to serve the Father and serve those He has put me in community with. That my individuality can be put down in order for my particularness to bless all that I am involved with. Meekness recognizes that I have power, but that power comes with great responsibility, not to steal a line from Spider-Man. It is to serve those that are around us. How different this must have been for the hearers of this sermon when they first heard it. Because around them were the Romans who ruled over them with an iron fist. There was corruption all around, and those who sought their own power, they definitely were not meek. But God says to us, blessed are the meek, those who humble themselves. How do we know we can humble ourselves? Because the Father humbled himself through Jesus, and it empowers us to do it. They shall inherit the earth. They shall inherit the earth. Now, Sting, and quite honestly, it's amazing to me that I've not quoted Sting more in sermons because he is my favorite all-time singer. But he wrote a song called All This Time. And in All This Time, he misquotes this passage. But he says this, uh, Blessed are the poor, for they shall inherit the earth. Better to be a poor man than a fat man in the eye of the needle. While these words are spoken, I swear I hear my old man laughing saying, what good is a used-up world, and how can it be worth having? 
We probably think that. When we hear, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth, we have to think, but I want to be in heaven. <laughs> I don't want the earth. I don't want this place anymore. This, this doesn't sound good to me. And so was he speaking about the world? Was Jesus speaking about the land they were standing on? Well, in some ways, yes, because remember, the gospel is always a both and. Yes, he's speaking about the earth that they're on. He's speaking about the thing that he created. Why can God say that through Jesus? Because he created the world. He owns it. And so those that are his, they also have the world. But it's more than that, because as he's speaking to the nation of Israel that's there, they're under bondage and captivity from the Romans. They don't have a land. And see, so the promise of the land is that they will have their own kingdom. And what the Israelites who are hearing that, the Jewish folks that are hearing that know, is this, that when we have our own kingdom, we will have peace. You see, the meek will inherit the earth. And in inheriting the earth, they inherit God's shalom, peace. For them to recognize that we'll no longer be in bondage, we'll be free to live our lives honoring God, that will be the ultimate shalom, peace. Justice will be seen, mercy will be felt, righteousness will come in, and we will be with God. He will be our God and we will be as people. And so it is about peace that we step into. Look, Jesus is almost quoting a psalm here. Psalm 37. David writes this in chapter 11. Let's start in chapter, uh, verse 10. It says, In just a little while the wicked will be no more. Though you look carefully at his place, he will not be there. But the meek shall inherit the land and delight themselves in abundant peace. You see, Jesus is saying that when you are meek, when you have a, a clear understanding of your particularness and how you are loved by God, that you won't elevate your individualness, individualness over those that are around you. And when you do that, you will live in peace with one another. How amazing is that? Does it seem like the world is at each other's throats? Does it seem like we live in a place where people elevate some idea over everything else, and if you don't believe that, you might as well just die? It's a great article that was written this week about the anger to murder, uh, meaning I wish my opponents would die, that's out there. It's amazing to think about that Jesus in this sermon says, my kingdom looks completely different. I flip it upside down. And I say, in your meekness, you will have peace. Not just because your ideas went out or just because you get your way. We all think that if we get our way, that life will be easy. It won't. It's only in Christ and recognizing his love for us. You know, really, that's the reason why here at Fremantle Church, we say that we're a gathering of people who want to know and make known, experience and express God's steadfast love and his pursuit to bring us back into whole relationship with himself, with ourselves, with all others, and with the place that we live. It's in that that we see this peace that reigns. And so Jesus brings us to this place. And he says, you, 
You who I have created, who I have known before the foundation of the world, I have given you all of who you are. Take hold of it. And in taking hold of it, bring glory to me and care for those who are around you. And you will have peace. Let me pray for us. Jesus, you are good. And all you do is good. You bring us into yourself so that we can have peace. You have made a way for us. Jesus, thank you so much. Let us not hold on to our own identities as if they were just who we were, knowing that our truest identity is within you. Let us not hold on to some plan that we have for our life, knowing that you have the plan for our life. Let us not hold on to our own desires and our own will, but let us submit to you, knowing that you created us who we are to bring you glory and to love those that are around us. And Father, for those who are here that don't understand or haven't grasped how wonderfully and awesome they are made by you, let them know that. Whisper in their ear their name, the name that you have given to them before the foundation of the world. Let them join your family and live in peace. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Would you stand as we respond in song?